0: time I have half a month to leave you, babe, that means I have half a month to stay.
1: It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Pandora's Lunchbox, still it hasn't changed a bit. It's a show about food and culture. My name is Mike. And today we're going to touch on a number of things, including some... Uh, Bills to save us from ourselves and a few events here and there, and also news on the food front from around the world and the Michigan front, and a front for news and a front for all kinds of things. But also, but in the first of the thing, I'd like to play a song for my friend Mark. Mark, wherever you are, this one's for you. <laughs> Stay Hungry. Good idea. Good advice. That is Talking Heads with Stay Hungry from their album More Songs About Buildings and Food. That album is 40 years old this year. Wow. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I have some food-related news and things. This is from the Associated Press in London, even though it's an item from Scotland. It says here, Bargain booze has become a little more expensive in Scotland. Scotland says it's the first country in the world to introduce minimum unit pricing for alcohol. The idea is that public health advocates have called this a watershed a watershed moment because Scottish lawmakers have been talking about minimum pricing since 2012. Scottish authorities say alcohol misuse causes about 697 hospital admissions and 22 deaths per week. So... From, from Tuesday today, retailers must charge at least 50 pence or 68 cents per unit, amounting to about 70 pence for a bottle of beer or five pounds for a bottle of wine. First Minister Nicola Sturgeon praised Scotland for being bold enough and brave enough to take the step. The idea of minimum pricing was delayed for six years by legal challenges from the Scottish Whiskey Association, but now it's in effect... Bargain booze has become a little more expensive in Scotland as a public health effort. Meanwhile, in Michigan, there's a bill that has been introduced by state senator Rick Jones that would prohibit marijuana-infused beer in Michigan. I mean, that's really something I need with any meal. Isn't, isn't you know, the products are already available in Colorado. Jones says bar owners and bartenders have said this would be a recipe for disaster. Recipe So, I mean, I suppose they're both for a public health reason. And, well, there you go. In the meantime, this unusually warm weather so early in May is confusing us and sending us back to our primitive brains, wouldn't you think? I would think, but I can't think. But here, meanwhile, what is a group, the Galapagos Mountain Boys? I found this cheap around town. Their album is called Darwin, Darn It!, and it is finally, finally, a pro-Darwin bluegrass folk group, at last. Here is Born Down Near the Olduvai. Now, this is not the Old Olduvai, like, you know, O-L apostrophe something. This refers to the Olduvai Gorge in Tanzania. Homo habilis, probably the first early human species, occupied Olduvai Gorge about 1.9 million years ago. Then came another iteration, and then Homo erectus, 1.2 million years ago. Homo sapiens is dated to have occupied the site of the Olduvai Gorge 17,000 years ago. So here is a little song in dedication.
2: Long time ago, neath a bright blue sky, I was born down near the Olduvai. Grew up to be about three feet high, living down there near the old divide. Gathered up food so we could eat, didn't flake flint, didn't grow wheat. Mama found berries, what a treat daddy never caught much meat we didn't talk much and can't say why maybe too dumb to syllabify pine-sized brain but we still got by hear us how near the old divide You heard of me cause of where I died resting my bones in an old hillside And maybe killed by a big rock slide Keeping my bones covered up and died What was I doing by the way Looking for food or out to play didn't have god so could not pray in that rock slide, my last day australopithecus they called me an ape man branch off your family tree i stood up isotopes agree 3.2 million years bp I'm missing parts like my whole right thigh. Life could be tough near the old divide. Then Don Johansen came passing by, digging up bones to identify. Later they played a Beatles song. Lucy and diamonds all night long. Could've been passing round a ball. Name me Lucy for that song. Now I'm a star in the firmament. Cause of my age we are confident. Evolution is evident, my bones stand as a testament. Bipedal stand, she's the first to try, Lucy walked near the old divide.
1: And that is some beautiful music indeed. That is the group the Galapagos Mountain Boys from their album Darwin, Darn It!, and this group is out of Solana Beach, California, just hanging out on the beach thinking about Darwin. It's very inspiring, don't you think? That is a little tune called Born Down Near the Old Dubai. It's about 20 minutes before 7 on WCBN FM Arbor, which coincidentally is also at WCBN.org. And I've heard tell that at 7 o'clock on Face the Music, Arwolf show, there's gonna be a whole lot of piano roll music. Piano roll music. That doesn't date back one point nine million years, but it is lovely vintage stuff indeed. Seven o'clock, face the music with Arwolf coming up this evening. Then at eight, shimmy shimmy coco pop with Sashay Del Monaco. I mean keep listening to WCBN forever and you'll never ever be unhappy. This is a guarantee. Or your money back. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and Cinco de Mayo is coming up. And some people have come to the mistaken conclusion that Cinco de Mayo is about Mexican Mexican independence. But Mexican Independence Day is actually in September. Cinco de Mayo is observed to commemorate the Mexican army's difficult victory over the French Empire at the Battle of Puebla, on May 5th, 1862. It's not a national holiday in Mexico, but all public schools are closed in the country that day. It is an official holiday in the state of Puebla, where the battle took place, and it's a full holiday in the neighboring state of Veracruz. There was a paper published in 2009 by the UCLA Center for the Study of Latino Health and Culture, which talked about the observance of Cinco de Mayo in the U.S., It says the modern American focus on that day first started in California in 1863. It said, Far up in the gold country town of Columbia, which is now Columbia State Park, Mexican miners were so overjoyed at the news they spontaneously fired off rifle shots and fireworks, sang patriotic songs, and made impromptu speeches. Well, I personally went to elementary school in California in the 70s. That's the 1970s, thank you very much. And we celebrated Cinco de Mayo on the playground. They had a mock bullfight with two kids wearing the bull costume and my friend Kenny playing the matador. So Cinco de Mayo was a part of my childhood in California, and now it's a part of American culture and Mexican-American culture. A side note, though, in the Cayman Islands in the Caribbean, There is an annual Cinco de Mayo air guitar competition. Of course there is. Here now is a little bit of air guitar for you. Good, huh? So about that city of Pueblo, where we were talking about uh, the Battle of Pueblo. The Battle of Pueblo in the city is commemorated with historical reenactments, parades, and food There's also been an international mole festival in past years, around this time to celebrate mole poblano, which is a big, big dish of mole, a delicious dish. Pardon the expression, not NPR-wise. And the city's influence on Mexican food and gastronomy worldwide is celebrated at the International Mole Festival. I was trying to pin down a 2018 date, but I couldn't actually find one, so I don't know if it's happening this year. If you're going there... Take a lookout for it, would you, just in case. In contemporary Mexico, when they talk about mole, it's it's actually used to describe a number of sauces, some of them very dissimilar from each other, like uh, black, red, yellow, green, almendrado, de olla, guacamole, I hope I pronounced that right, guacamole, which is different, and pipian. Generally, a mole sauce consists of a fruit, a chili pepper, A nut and spices like black pepper, cinnamon, and cumin, and chocolate. There's a common legend of how the mole was created. Uh, It's like this: It takes place at the Convent of Santa Rosa in Puebla in early in the colonial period. Upon hearing that the Archbishop was going to visit, the convent nuns panicked because they were poor and had almost nothing to prepare. The nuns prayed and brought together the little bits of what they did have, including chili peppers, spices, day-old bread, nuts, and a little chocolate. They killed an old turkey, cooked it, and put the sauce on top. The archbishop loved it. When one of the nuns was asked the name of the dish, he replied, I made a mole. Mole was the ancient word for mix. So there you go, mole sauce. That's the legend, or at least one of perhaps many legends, about how mole sauce was created. Now, I found a song about mole, I'm happy to say, and this song is called The Cumbia del Mole by Lila Downs. I think it's Lila Downs, actually, but here are some of the lyrics translated. They say in Oaxaca, they don't, they say in Oaxaca, they drink mezcal with coffee. They say that the herb cures bad faith. My dear Soledad, I will cook a molito by the sky of... Montalban, at night I dream about you. It is ground with peanuts. The bread is also ground. The dried almond is milled. The chili is ground. Then there's the salt. The chocolate is milled. Cinnamon is ground. Pepper and clove are ground. The grinder is milled. Mmm. I will cook a molito by the sky of Montel Bon At night I dream about you. Forgive me if I've mispronounced anything. Here is Leela Downs.
0: en Oaxaca se toma el mezcal con café. Cuentan que en Oaxaca se toma el mezcal con café. Dicen que la hierba le cura la mala fe. Dicen que la hierba le cura la mala fe.
1: Oh, that was lovely. I loved that. That was Lila Downs, and from her album La Cantina, that was La Cumbia de Mole. Mmm, I need mole sauce right now. And I've just run across this great piece of information that there will be a Cinco de Mayo Street Festival, and that will be on the corner of Liberty and Thompson. And it's going to start at 11 a.m., I believe. Yes, 11 a.m., Entertainment will include flamenco dancing by Compañeros de Flamenco from 1 to 2.30 p.m. Salsa and Latin jazz by a downsized version of Los Gatos that goes by Grupo Cinco from 4 to 6 p.m. The Afro-Cuban jazz band Tumbao Bravo will play from 7 to 9 p.m. Also, there will be face painting from 3 to 6 p.m., a petting zoo from 4 to 6 p.m., Street Fair with a Margarita and Food Tent all day. The Cinco de Mayo Street Festival in Ann Arbor at Liberty and Thompson from 11 a.m. all the way until 2 a.m. And just a quick look here. I believe there's something Cinco de Mayo related in Jackson. Let me just take a quick moment if you're not not happening to be in Ann Arbor or if you're making strange noises with your mouth. There is a Cinco de Mayo celebration at Michigan Theater in Jackson from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. and all ages all ages show with games for the children and music as well. So that's in Jackson. And again, the Cinco de Mayo Street Festival from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And that, again, was on Maynard and Thompson, I believe. Let me just, you know, I'm going to just fact-check myself. I need to get some fact-checking music, don't you think? Fact-checking music, I need some better music for that. But, yes, the Cinco de Mayo Festival is at Liberty and Thompson. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Let me get all cultural on you for just a moment here. This was passed along to me by the the inimitable Yelchin of WCBN's wonderful program at 11 p.m. on Sundays, Dromedary Express, Says here, Swedish meatballs may not be from where they say they're from by the name of what they are, that is. CNN says in a declaration that has shocked the country's culinary aficionados, Sweden's official Twitter account seems to suggest that Swedish meatballs may not originally have come from Sweden. Says here, Swedish meatballs are actually based on a recipe that King Charles XII brought home from Turkey in the early 18th century. The tweet goes on to say, Let's stick to the facts. The post has attracted hundreds of comments from Twitter users who seem variously shocked, dismayed, and amused. And staff at at Sweden.se, the official source of information around the country, have diligently responded to many of them. William J. writes, My whole life was a lie. Others suggested ways for Sweden to atone. We are prepared to forget about this if you give us Ibra official, wrote Ismail Unal, referring to world-famous Swedish soccer player whose name I will now attempt to pronounce Zlatan Ibrahimović. Some have offered history lessons of their own, with users pointing out that Turkey did not yet exist as a nation in the reign of Charles XII, and shedding light on other Swedish appropriations, including the Turkish word kalabalik, meaning crowded in Turkish, and chaos in swedish other users were simply grateful for the insight swedish meatballs are traditionally eaten with creamy brown sauce mashed or boiled potatoes and lingonberry jam lingonberry is a sweet condiment popular in europe in northern europe particularly made from berries that related to berries that are related to cranberries and blueberries King Charles XII took the throne in 1697 at the age of 15 and later spent several years in Bender, which is now called Benderi in Moldova, which was under Turkish rule, before returning to Sweden in 1715, allegedly with a recipe for meatballs. Yes, indeed, now we know. Coffee beans and stuffed cabbage were also brought back to Sweden by Charles XII, according to Turkish state-run news agency Anadolu. So let us take a moment to celebrate the meatball. There aren't enough songs about meatballs. Here's one song about just one meatball. No. No bread with one meatball, but it's the celebration of one meatball, so we, we're starting the celebrations here, one meatball. So Sweden says Swedish meatballs originated in Turkey. My earth is shattered. Earth is kind of like one giant meatball, isn't it? it? Wasn't there a song about that uh, by XTC and all the world is one meatball? I may be thinking of something else. I've been Mike. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture and more food. Aruf and Face the Music is in just a moment. Don't forget the Cinco de Mayo Street Festival at Liberty and Thompson, Saturday, May 5th, which is, by the way, Cinco de Mayo. That will be at Liberty and Thompson starting at 11 a.m. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you for listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor and for looking at WCBN.org and listening forever. So it's Face the Music next, Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop at 8, and then on and on. Continue to listen and have a great one, eh? Well, I'm,
0: I'm happy that y'all have <laughs> it. Right.
2: Thank you. Howdy, this is Valerie June, and when I'm in Ann Arbor, I listen to WCBN
0: FM Ann Arbor.
2: Thank you so much. Okay, I Thank need it. Thank you so much. Oh.
3: Thanks, Mike. It's nice to hear Valerie June. Always makes me feel a little better. It's 7 o'clock. This is wcbn Ann Arbor, like we keep saying over and over again. My name's Arwolf, and I want to welcome you to Face the Music. You know, I saw some communications saying that it was really, really, really hot in the studio. So I was all ready to announce that the sub name for the show tonight would be Shake and Bake, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe it's always called shake and bake, but it's really called face the music. And tonight I'm starting what's in at least a five part series of programs under the uh, the heading of Fats Waller in context. Now Fats Waller was born May twenty first, nineteen hundred and four. And he passed away at the age of 39 on December (laughs) 15, 1950—1943, rather. That's not very long. And in a very short life, he managed to make hundreds and hundreds of records and to write so many songs that they keep popping up. People keep discovering them. Uh, He wrote far more material than he ever had a chance to record. But when I look at the Fats Waller legacy, and really Fats Waller is the reason I got involved in radio in the first place. I came down here in the late 70s with Fats Waller records under my arm saying, let's go. I'm not hearing enough Fats Waller on the radio. It, um, it seemed as though what really got me when I f- was given my first Fats Waller LP back in the 70s when I was 18 was um, his piano. The piano got me um, before, really before his